G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today I've got a special guest. Um, it is Jack. How are you going, Jack? Hey man, I'm doing well. How are you? So Jack, Jack Hallows, I'm sure a lot of you guys will probably know Jack, I hope. Um, I'll give Jack a little intro first. Um, Jack is uh, a long-term client. I've trained Jack for how many years now? Right. Like three and a half now, I think. Yeah, yeah. three and a half years, and Jack's a, a an excellent young personal trainer. Um, you're only about twenty six, right? Twenty six, twenty seven. Um, I'm getting oh. closer to thirty. Jeez, just aging <laughs> terribly. Um, yeah. So I've been training Jack for yeah years and years and years, and you know it's really cool because Jack reminds me a lot of myself. Um, when I was younger, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, um, which were neither neither of those things, but. Yeah, Jack's been, you know, one of the one of the coaches, you know, that I always want young coaches to be, you know, like myself. I really dove into education and learned from people and spent time working with coaches. And I'll I'll talk to Jack more about that. And if you haven't followed Jack, make sure you follow Jack, um, Jack Allo's fitness. Um, that's right, Jack Allo's fitness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always forget I always forget people's Instagrams because, you know, you just get used to it. Um, and yeah, and so Jack also helps me a lot with um with content jack helps me you know has been flying up to gold coast helped me give him content ideas and you've probably seen jack in my videos and he's one of my best mates so he's a real real high quality human guys i can't um tell you enough good things about jack so i hope you enjoy this episode we've been wanting to get jack on for a while because i think jack's got a, a really cool story especially for a lot of personal trainers out there to listen to and as well just really any you know person out there who's really keen about trying to be their best and getting better and trying to really kind of overcome certain aspects of the mental size of things of building which i talk a lot about so jack obviously i gave you a crappy little intro there do you want to give um the audience a little bit of a rundown i guess a 60 second kind of everything people should know about jack hallows Oh, mate, crappy little intro. That's probably the nicest thing anyone said to me in a long time. So <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm a I'm a 27-year-old coach down in Sydney. Um, I started out as a personal trainer six years ago now. Um, I was just primarily on the gym floor. Started working with Mark about three and a half years ago. And um, he was a big reason for me now. I run an online coaching business and he was a big reason for me going online because working with him, I started to see what was kind of possible beyond the gym floor. And if you started leveling up your education, looking into running your business as a proper business rather than just going session by session. Um, and now, yeah, I, um, I have a whole bunch of clients online in I think it's about like 14, 15 different countries or something at this point, um, which is really cool. I still do a few sessions in person, but um, yeah, I kind of, you guys might know me from the guy who deadlifts really badly in all of Mark's videos lately, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the crux of it. I'm an um, online coach. I make a lot of uh, videos on the internet and um, yeah, coach a lot of people in different countries. And Jack worked with Glenn, my brother um, at mm. Atlas um, for about a year as well, which was Something yeah. I always advise coaches do, you know, work with another coach who's probably a bit more established with, you know, and you can learn a lot. Like for you, I guess just from the coaching side of, side of things, you obviously did a fair few years on your own and then you went to actually work with Glenn. What was the reasoning um, around that? So I kind of saw it as like, I was getting a lot of information and upskilling from yourself and a lot of information upskilling from the courses that you would like recommend for me to do. Um, but like, 
there's like it's second to none when you get to go and work next to or like under another coach who's also really really equally good in the industry really equally knowledgeable like glenn's an absolute wealth of knowledge um and getting to see that kind of up close and personal and kind of getting taught those methods on a more kind of like day-to-day basis because obviously with yourself like doing coaching with you i didn't want to be annoying with the information that i was getting from you so it was kind of like you'd give me a lot of the kind of um give me a lot of the what and let me go and figure out the why. And then I could kind of come back to you and sort of ask you questions about that. Whereas like getting to then go and work with Glenn as well, it was kind of like you get a bit more of a hands-on approach and stuff. So, you know, he'd look at what I was doing with clients. He'd look at what I was doing with my results and kind of, there would be things that I wasn't potentially looking out for, or just like these little one percenters that would just then make such a big difference. Like I remember the end of last year, one of my clients did a photo shoot um, and she looked fantastic. My client, Caroline, and um, it got to the week of peaking her for the photo shoot. And it was something that I wasn't too familiar with. So I said to Glenn, I was like, Hey, can you just help me like with a protocol here? And rather than me having to go and like Google and look through all these things and kind of decide what was going to be the best. He was like, okay, let's give me a loom video up. He was like, send me all of our stats, send me what you've done so far. Let me look through it. And he was like, this is what I would do. Um, and now I want you to kind of make your decision based off all the information you've got. So it was just all those kind of little things that you don't get working by yourself. Like you can only get yourself to a certain point. Um, because let's be honest, we all kind of, whether we mean to or not, we all kind of ignore things sometimes in what we do being like, yeah, I've got my kind of biases and this and that, but having somebody be able to kind of question that constantly was really good for me. Um, kept me on my toes and yeah, learned a lot in the uh, year or so with working with him. Yeah. It's an interesting industry or career in general, being a personal trainer, you know, so obviously a lot of it's quite lonely and, you know, you, I was thinking about this other day, I think I was talking to Jenna or something and, you know, you go and get certified often, you know, at 18, 19, 20, and then you go, oh, could I work in a gym or am I a business owner? Do I run my own business? And all of a sudden, you know, you're just trying to be like, well, how do I help people lose weight? How do I talk to people? How do I even get clients? But then at the same time, you're like, hey, how do I run a business? You know, people go to business school and get an MBA and it's been like seven, eight years, you know, learning degrees and all this stuff. And then they often go work in a company for a fair few years before they even look at, you know, running a business if ever. And for a personal trainer, it's like, hey, you need to be a great coach. And now you need to be a marketer, a salesman, a content creator, a videographer, and all these things. It's just quite overwhelming. Um, I think now more than ever, right, it's it's probably even more demanding because back in the day when I started, you go to a gym or something and, you know, there's one thing. But now you got to go to the gym, but you still have to do content and post and stuff like that. It's quite hard, but... You know, for me, throughout the first five, six years, I didn't work with anyone. And then I went to clean health and that was about six, seven years in. And that was the best thing I ever did. And I always, I, I was on um, um my mate, Dane McDonald's podcast, who's the owner of Dane, um of Clean Health Fitness Institute the other day. And, and we we're kind of talking and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I remember going to clean health after about six years and I wanted to go there because I said I wanted to be the worst coach at the best gym at the time. And I wanted to, you know, wanted to learn from other people. And you get in this little bubble where you think you're a superstar, but it's really important to often not feel like you're a superstar. Like you want to have confidence, but you want to learn from other people. And, you know, so I think Jack did a really good job spending time there. And then obviously now going out and doing his own thing, having, you know, seeing how people run things and stuff like that. But I guess that transitions me to talking about a topic that that I don't think people invest in enough and that's actually having a coach and 
obviously all of you who listen to me probably have done my programs over thousands of you. And Jack's one of the few people in the world who has kind of worked with me privately for the last few years. Um, you know, I, I was at a stage getting hundreds of inquiries a week or every couple of weeks. And for about two years, I didn't take on any clients. I had about 15 clients I just worked with. Um, and, but with that time, I just worked with Jack for years and years and years. And, and I guess I want to ask you like as a PT, cause I'm, I, I'm a big believer in this, but as a personal trainer, what made you want to seek out actually having a coach yourself? Cause often it's like, Oh, you're a PT. Like, what are you doing? Why do you need a coach? But I've had a coach myself a couple of times in the past and I get it. But for you, what was it that made you a want to seek out a coach and then b somehow stumble upon me of all people? <laughs> yeah. Great question. Um, so I think for me, like I, I was really lucky when I grew up because like I'm playing sports and um, I'm a big muso. I play guitar and all that sort of stuff all my life. I've kind of had coaches or I've had teachers and stuff. So I've always seen the value in having somebody who knows more than you about something and can kind of help you get there quicker. So I remember, I remember the first time I did one of your programs because I did your exit strategy ages ago, like your, your reverse diet. Yeah. Bikini body. Yeah. One, two, and three. Uh, That's how I grew these glutes. Um, yeah. And then I, I did that guide and then you did your first challenge. I think it was at the start of 2020 and I did that. And then the lockdowns happened and everything. And I was like, I then downloaded the mail method book as well. And I was like, right, I'm going to do this because we're in the lockdowns. I've got basic equipment. And then I saw you advertise on your story. And I just thought, you know what, like why go through all these guidebooks when I can go to the source and I can get this guy who clearly knows what he's doing. Cause I'd had coaches before and um, you know, they did a good job and stuff, but they hadn't really like inspired me to keep learning and all that sort of stuff. But I'd seen how much you pushed education on your stories uh, on Instagram, how much you kind of talked about leveling up, how much you talked about traveling around the world, learning from other coaches and that it got you where you were. And it was at this time that I was starting to get obsessed with getting transformations and starting to get obsessed with actually getting results, not just having clients show up, talk to them for half an hour and then send them on their way or whatever. Like I actually wanted to help people, um, and help them transform and stuff. And, um, I remember when I reached out, you ghosted me the first time because um, I sent you a, Mark a Cow message method on, playing hard to get. Yeah. yeah, I sent you a message on Instagram and it just said like seen and I was like, oh, never mind then. Um, <laughs> and then I replied to one of your stories and you came back and you're like, oh, sorry, man. Like, yeah, no, it's fine. Let's get a Let's get a Zoom call. Um, but yeah, for me, it was it was three things. It was number one, education. Like I knew even if I didn't learn directly from you, like even if you weren't going to sit there and spell things out for me, I was going to get to see how you worked, how you programmed, how you communicated with clients. Cause obviously you were putting out such great results. Um, number two, like it was going to be a really good opportunity for me to kind of streamline my own training. Um, because yeah, just cause you're a coach doesn't mean that like you actually look after your own programming and look after your own kind of nutrition and stuff. So it's like, cool. I can have that taken care of for me. Um, and number three, like it was just, I was basically looking at you and I was like, I want to be where this guy is like right now, like looking at where he is in the industry compared to where I am. I want to get there one day. And I feel like from everything this guy's putting out, like he's going to be able to give me the tools to get there. Um, So it was kind of those three main things. Um, Yeah. And I think a lot of people just look at coaching and all that's like, I train a lot of coaches. I'd say probably out of my online client base at the moment, um, 50% of them are coaches or personal trainers who are kind of within their first two years in the industry. 
Um, and like, I love that because I look at that and I'm like, yeah, that's where I was a couple of years ago. And I look at kind of the change it's made for me and the leveling up it's made for my coaching and my education and my ability to get results. And, um, yeah, I really enjoy being able to then give back to them in the same sort of way that you kind of gave out to me. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I remember on the topic of training PTs, I think about 2016, 17, I remember my, my bio on Instagram was like the trainer of trainers. You know, I used to train kind of primarily personal trainers and I was doing a lot of mentoring with personal trainers and stuff like that. And this was before I was really doing um, my Instagram coach, Mark Carroll. And, you know, for me, majority of my income for a couple of years was just actually training personal trainers. I was, you know, I'm trained some, yeah, a lot of personal trainers, some of the biggest personal trainers in the world Um, in the past. I've educated and mentored and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I don't think people realize enough that how valuable it is kind of working with someone and learning from them. But I kind of wanted to kind of go on that is sometimes though, I think people kind of misinterpret what I mean by like learning from a coach. It's not like signing up with a coach. It's their job to, you know, do a course for you. It's not, it's not private mentoring in a way that, Oh, like tell me everything, you know, like I'm paying, it's like, cause you're obviously paying coach for the time, you know, to write a program for me. It takes a long time to write a program. Um, and then obviously work out calories and macros. But I think sometimes people I think, Oh man, then the coach should be explaining five hours worth of content to me every single week. No, that's not a really fair on the coach or B, you know, what, what you're paying for, but yeah. the goal of learning from a coach is from for a variety of things. The, go the goal of, I guess, even having a trainer, wherever you're a person who's not a trainer, is to learn like how how they do stuff. Like, you know, have the confidence or have have the understanding like of of realizing, all right, cool, this is coaches putting me here. Like, why that? Like, you you don't. It's not about kind of. It's like a course, but it's about all right, cool. Seeing how people make changes, um, seeing how they progress your fat your training program each week, seeing how they do their rep ranges and training phases and stuff like that. And a lot of the learning is, is just by doing. And then over time you learn and learn and learn. But I just think sometimes like, oh, oh Mark, you're not like educating me. Like it's a private mentoring. It's like, well, no, but like a lot of my clients who, you know, say great things about working with me, they've worked with me for years and years and years. And you're learning things as you go, but it's, it's not like doing a private seminar. So do you want to kind of just touch on that? Cause I think sometimes people don't get it. like, oh, I'm not getting value for money and stuff like that. But even like with you, right? Like and it's funny, I once had a client who got really angry at me a fair few years ago and they were saying, oh, you're not doing this for me and you're training all these um, advanced people and I'm sure you're doing all this stuff with them. And he, this was this person and I, was, I remember I was writing absolute essays to them each week, covering everything, spending probably five, six, seven times the amount of time on the check-in with them. And that was never good enough. But then a lot of my advanced clients who were you know, singing my praises we're super short emails and stuff like that. The check-ins it's like, we talk when we need to, and we go when then there's something, it's not just kind of talking for the sake of it or just over, over, overdoing it. Do you want to kind of touch base on that? Just so yeah, if, if you kind of agree what I'm saying. Yeah, that? man, a hundred percent. And I think the big thing that I'd put on this is that people don't stay with a coach for long enough to actually get the education and the knowledge out of the coaching. So this is something that like I've seen obviously working with you for three and a half years is that if I just stopped coaching with you after three months, I would have got quite a bit out of that, but like I wouldn't have had a chance to start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and start actually looking at it myself and having the experience of, okay, this is why he's done this, right? Because 
you know what it's like, you give somebody a 12 week program and it's like, yeah, okay, they're going to do pretty well in that. They'll get good results. But then all of a sudden over 12 months, maybe their squat has come up massively. And then when they look back at everything, they can go, oh, I can see where the jumps in my squat were. And they were after these phases of paused reps or these phases of one and a quarter reps or like, I can see that when I was dieting, here's where my weight was dropping. And it's, oh my God, it's after a refeed. And then we dropped carbs after that. And I had a big drop out. So it's kind of being able to piece things together by yourself. Cause this is something that I really love doing with my clients. And I know you're the same as like encouraging independence with all their learning and kind of being like, yeah, here's kind of the carrot. We're going to dangle that, but I need you to go and like chase it yourself. I need you to go and figure this out. Especially if you've got like, coaches and stuff, the more inquisitive you are in general, and the more you can kind of go away and look at these things yourself, the more you're actually going to get out of it. Because I completely agree. The more advanced clients that I have are the ones who they just ask the better questions and they just get the information that they need, not like this massive paragraph of like, you know, a 45 minute email of just everything that's got to be listed out. It's like, cool. There's a lot of information there, but are you actually then even taking that in as well? And also, you know, if you want to pay for seminars and you want to pay for mentoring, pay for seminars and mentoring, coaching is com- kind of completely different in that. Like you're still going to get education out of it, but it's not the primary goal. Yeah. And I think when you say like asking good questions, it's also not overanalyzing, you know, the program and stuff. If they have a question, I'm, I don't quite understand, but it's also then them being like, mm, look, I know the program said to do a hack squat, but the hack squat's taken. So I'm just going to make a logical decision to do what's next. You know, it's not going to be, oh man, like I didn't do the program today because you didn't do a hack squat. So, and then you didn't reply to me within 10 minutes. So therefore I just decide to skip the workout. It's a lot of it's like, you know, good clients, I think are the ones who really think on their feet, ask questions, but also don't get too caught up in, you know, the really minor details and focus on the big details. And I think working with a coach though, right? I'll get kind of give you two examples. Uh, firstly, I remember when I first ever worked with a coach, I worked with a coach called um, Stefan Ionev um, from Clean Health and Stefan's a uh, superstar coach. And this was back in like 2016. And this was when I was in really good, good shape. You know, I was lean, I was at 83, 84 kilos, benching 175, 180 kilos or whatever. The hairline was peak back then. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, I was like yeah. glorious locks. Um, <laughs> but I remember when I first did an initial consult with him and I kind of knew, I knew stuff, you know, obviously. And, but when I remember doing the initial consult with him, I ran to a couple of things I took away. Um, yeah. So I think it was 2015 actually. And a couple of things that took away was when I was selling my calories and I think my calories are like 2,300. And then he was just feeling out in his kind of form formula. He was like, Oh, well, I think you could be just as lean and diet on 2,750 calories. And then he showed me just like through his, his calculations and stuff like that. Like, you know, the, the catch my card all back then. And before I was kind of using like a bodybuilding.com, I think it was like a, you know, a multiplier of 10 of your body weight in pounds, which is just like the really basic way of doing stuff. And so just by working with him right away in that first thing, I was like, oh, wow, I could actually diet on a lot more calories and then helped performance and helped adherence. And the other thing was, I remember just even doing the initial consult back then with him was just, it was just so detailed asking so many questions. And even though I actually didn't even understand, you know, from after I finished it at the time, like, Oh, how do I apply this to my own coaching? It just made me go, wow. Like this is the next level up in, in coaching. You know, it's not just, Hey, here's your program. It's like asking questions, trying to understand all these different things. 
And even I also worked with a coach called um, Stefan, um, not Stefan, um, actually another Stefan, um, Stefan Kazolt. I've had two coaches, Stefans. Um, Stefan Kazolt is um, one of the world's best programmers um, on kind of underlying periodization. I went to America and I did an internship with Stefan and I spent a year working with him. So I signed up for one year in advance for a program designed for him and um, with him. And a lot of the stuff for me was just, I, I was already in the best shape and stuff, but I purely did it just to learn. I wanted to see how he programmed. I wanted to see how he did his training phases. And even as a coach, it's like, oh, this is how they write their programs. This is what they send you their program on. This is their st- checking process. And, you know, and often I was like, oh, cool. And so you learn a lot. And I think even though when training you, it's kind of like, you know, we spoke about for yourself, like, it's like, all right we probably do really, really short cuts, but we get you in really, really good shape. So it's kind of like a learning from person. It's like, Hey, even though you generally hear, Hey, you need 12, 16, 18 weeks to do a really good cut by working with me and me knowing your, your um, body and how you are. It's like, nah, actually that's great standard advice, but you don't actually need that for us to get you kind yeah. of where you want to be. Yeah. Well, that was like last year when we did the mini cut. So we've spent because we've done since last January, so about 19, 20 months now, we've only spent eight weeks in a deficit, basically. Um, and you said to me last year, you're like, all right, let's do a mini cut. Let's do minimum six, maximum eight weeks. We'll see how you kind of fall in that. But I reckon after eight weeks, we'll take you from about 92 and a half kilos down to about 87 and a half kilos. And literally at the eight week mark, like right the last day, I weighed 87.4. And I was like, yeah, bang on. Like, but as you said, that's only happened because we've worked together for so long and you, you go, yeah, Jack responds to low calories really easily. Doesn't even need to go that low. Cause I remember same thing as you had with Stefan, when I came to you, I think I was eating 2,500 to try and build or something. And the first thing you did was go no, like, and jump the calories up to about 3,300. And I actually got a little bit leaner because it was that same old thing of being like, oh, I've been trying to eat 2,500 and then I end up like blowing out like after about seven or eight days or whatever and eating like four, four and a half thousand calories and not caring and then going back to 25 and then doing this. And I was consistent with the food. So yeah, hundred percent agree with that. It's also one of the things I find guys is that, you know, I work with a lot of my private clients really long-term and the longer I work with them, the probably the shorter and less detailed our checking processes are, but they keep getting better and better results because yeah. initially the first 12, 24, 36 weeks, you're trying to learn a lot about your client. But then when you learn more about them, it's much easier to make smart decisions and make decisions off, you know, off them. But it doesn't mean you're being less of a coach later on just because you're doing less detailed check-ins and, you know, short and sharp and stuff like that. It's more that, all right, we get, you know, you get the basics now really well. Now it's just kind of, here's, here's a plan, go action it. And you just have that expectation that the client's going to do it, but you can also have the confidence that you're, you're making decisions that are being made from having such experience. And that's, again, the benefit of working with someone long-term, it actually gets easier and easier and easier and more efficient. And that's why if you're a personal trainer as well, like the power of actually maintaining your clients long-term, A, it helps with getting better results. B, it's more enjoyable because you have great relationships with people the longer you go and then see your processes you can actually work with more people because it actually becomes a far quicker checking process week yeah. to week 
yeah, my um, I got a long-term client, Jess, in the States. And she's uh, I've been working with her for about 18 months now. And we've done two diet phases. She's my, I'd say she's probably the best dieting result I've ever had with a client. Um, she looks unreal when she gets lean. She's very, very dedicated, very, very uh, adherent when we go into deficits and stuff. And I knew from last year, I was like, if we... So we did a diet phase last year. She got really, really lean, got really, really shredded. was great. And I knew that if we kept her body weight, because she's a Broadway performer, so she needs to be within a certain body weight to um, be ready to go for shows. So I knew that if we kept her within kind of like a 10 pound range, we'd probably only need like a four week diet the next time we had to come around to dieting. And previously we'd done about a 16 week diet to get her ready for this show. Um, and we did it this year. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give myself eight weeks here to get you really lean. Cause we'll do four weeks of dieting and then we'll bring calories up into the show so that you've got energy to go with the show. Um, and then literally week one of dieting, she heard her back. But because I've trained her for 18 months, I knew exactly what went wrong. She went to a physio. Physio was like, I've got no idea. I was like, just do this, do this, do this in your programming. This is going to be your warm up. Let's take this movement out. Lo and behold, two weeks later, her back's feeling so much better. Four weeks later, she's shredded and she's up on stage. And we've got some incredible like photos and videos and stuff. But that that doesn't happen without me having worked with her for a lot longer. Whereas if she's a new client, I'm probably going, oh, okay, we'll go see another physio, get another opinion here. Cause I'm not sure what that is yet. Not sure what that is. Whereas with Jess, it's straight away. It was like, yeah, it's your left side, isn't it? It's lower back here. Probably going to be a QL. Let's fix this up. And calories just need to be here. We'll get you sorted. Don't stress about it. Um, and it makes the process so much easier for both coach and client. If you stay with the same person for a, like a much longer period of time. Um, and also, the other one, because I know we're going to speak about builds soon, um, and I'm probably jumping the gun a little bit here, but even with each build phase that you do, you're going to get better results with each build phase that you do, because we've done three three build phases now, I think. Like uh, I suppose this last one, kind of, if you broke it up into two over the last 20 months or whatever, um, and each time when we've kind of looked at the photos and we've looked at body composition with the calories up at higher body weights, things have just gotten better and better and better and better. And that's something that I explain to my clients all the time is I'm like, yes, we've just done a nine month build phase or whatever. And now we're going to diet and we're going to come down, but it's then what we do in the next one that is really going to then show like next level change because now you've had 18 months out of two years where your calories have stayed up and you haven't just gone and tried to rush it all into a six, nine month period. Um, yeah. I assume you kind of subscribe to the same sort of thing there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just kind of going off your off your kind of just saying then about making decisions. I remember I did a course with a functional doctor. I don't quite agree with all this stuff, but I remember that you know this was years ago. But I remember them saying something about you know when a new patient comes into their office and they said basically every client's a basically a clinical trial, which means you're you don't really know how they're going to respond, but you make the best most logical decisions um, initially off what they tell you. But what they tell you is not always perfectly accurate and yeah. what you do, there's always outliers on either end. So you're always kind of coaching to a bit more of a safe option initially. And then the longer you work with them, you can learn from um, about the client and even, you know, their adherence levels, how motivated they are. And but yeah, but really, you know, how quickly they change and you don't really know. So often I can't, I try to be like, all right, cool. We want to do a cart. Let's shoot for eight kilos in 12 weeks. But I kind of, it's always like, a, oh, well, it could be five kilos and you could do everything perfectly, or you could be 10 kilos without much effort. You don't really know. And that's the hard thing, obviously. But then by having that experience and if you know, like a previous cut was super, super hard, then you probably know in the future, cool, 
when helping them try to pick a goal or a, a time frame, you might know, cool, well, last cut, I thought you would be six weeks to lose five kilos for aggressive mini cut. That didn't happen. So now maybe we need 10 weeks or 12 weeks and stuff like that. Mm. And that's, the, I think, again, working with people long-term. But on the topic of long-term, something I wanted to um, really get Jack on the podcast to talk about, I guess, firstly, is um, like the long-term building mindset. So Jack came to me and I I, I forget Jack's weight. Um, Jack hit me with the your starting weight when we started and then what your weight is now. Yeah. So my starting weight was 83 kilos um, yep. when we started together and I'm weighing about 94 and a half kilos now. Yeah. So that's about, what's that? About 24, 25 pounds or so. Um, yeah. Or 11 kilos or so. So and In much better body composition now, like much better. Worse haircut though, but I had the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Jack in the three and a half years has you know gained eleven or so kilos, but he's leaner. So again, yeah. just if you think about that, how much muscle you know, all my clients are natural. So Jack's doing this naturally, not like other people who go jump on gear and stuff like that. This is you know, 11, but the thing is 11 kilos of muscle, probably more because he's leaner, probably 13, 14 kilos of muscle, but it's also been done over three and a half years. And so that's life-changing mu- amount of muscle mass. And, you know, Jack um, obviously looks pretty Jack these days. And the thing is though, it's been, when I say, oh, cool, 13, 14 kilos of muscle, that's a huge difference. But again, it's like a, it's over a long-term period and it's not always like this linear thing where it's just going, all right, cool. We're just going to do a bolt for three and a half years. It's, it's been a process. So like, how have you found, I guess, just spending so much time in a build and on top of that, like, do you have, have you found, when did you find, I guess, the uncomfortableness of a build start to be, I guess, a bit more validating? Um, yeah, I think, I think when we first started in the first time you were kind of like, let's, let's build and stuff. I was obviously like really trepidatious because, um, if anybody like doesn't know my background and stuff, uh, obviously I, I came into the fitness industry, like struggling really badly with, uh, like my, my self-confidence and kind of ended up developing long story short, I ended up developing like body dysmorphia and a couple of other, um, disordered eating patterns and stuff. And, um, sure. I had a lot of issues around the scale and gaining weight and wanting to like put on muscle and get bigger and stuff, which is actually another reason why I started with you because I was like, there's going to be nobody better to help me do this than someone who really, really knows what they're talking about. Um, and I was already kind of having the the mental health side of things looked after by someone. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'd, I'd really like to now have somebody guide me through the process of being okay with like building muscle and, and going through that process rather than just always kind of doing two weeks up and then crawling back to a deficit because I was scared. Um, and to be honest, like it, it probably took me a good a good year or so to like really be okay with the whole feeling a little bit comfortable being uncomfortable uh, mindset because obviously we did a build and then we dieted at the end of the build. And at, at the end of the build, I was feeling really gross. I remember it was kind of the end of the, 
the second lockdowns and I was like, I remember messaging. I'm like, Mark, like, I just feel fat. I like, I don't feel good. I'm, I'm not like happy. I'm like the heaviest I've ever been or whatever. And you're like, all right, we'll, we'll do a diet phase in a couple of weeks. Just like, you know, get to the end of the lockdowns and we can do it when you come out and we'll do it for summer sort of thing. And I was like, all right, let's do that. And then I dieted and I saw how easy it was for me to then just take that body fat back off. And like looking at myself, I was like, oh, like, you know, I look a lot better than I did this time last year. Um, there must be something in this building stuff, even though like at this, at that point I was then weighing the same weight. I think I finished dieting at 83 kilos and I was like, oh, I actually have a chest now and I actually have shoulders now. And, um, you know, like my quads are bigger and stuff. So then going into the next build, I kind of approached it knowing even if I was going to start feeling a little bit uncomfortable at times, like in the moment that six months later, once I'd kind of come out the other side of it, like I'd be eating more calories yes, my scale weight would be up, but I'd have more muscle. I'd probably look a little bit leaner. I'd be a lot stronger. And to be honest with you, the more like I started to focus on that stuff, the more I started to move away from actually caring about being lean. Like even now, like I whinge to you sometimes. I'm like, Mark, I feel fat. You're like, just shut up and keep going. And I'm like, yeah, you're I right. Think you know, you sort of thing. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. <sighs> um, you know, but like now for me, the focus is on kind of at the moment we're trying to build up my bench press and we're trying to build up my squat and we're trying to get me stronger. Um, and I'm enjoying focusing on that more than I am focusing on like what my body composition looks like. And then having the food up and doing a lot of like hypertrophy work in the accessories then means that I know that that's going to be taken care of anyway. And I get to have fun when I go in the gym and like actually have something to work towards rather than always like looking in the mirror thinking, when can I have my abs back? When can I have my abs back? Um, so it definitely took a little bit of time, but I think you know, once you start to kind of accept that, you know, this is just part of the process. And as you said before, it's a really long-term thing to be able to put on that muscle. And if you can kind of be okay with that long-term goal, um, then it makes it a lot easier. One of the things I think that helps a build is trying to be in control of it and not go to this like extreme, you know, where you go oh, yeah. super, super dirty bolt, which I often always used to do back in the day because you do that, it doesn't probably make you put on muscle faster. You put on body fat faster. You feel super uncomfortable, so you want to quickly run back to a deficit and you go back and forth and back and forth where yeah. if you can, you know, we often talk about, I often talk about, you know, tracking calories and macros and stuff like that. And we always associate that with a calorie deficit, but tracking calories and macros in a build or even maintenance phase and stuff like that, it really helps you to stay on, on top of things so that we know we know with a build, obviously it's it's going to be time out of a calorie deficit. So muscle building is a slow as fuck process. It's boring. Yeah. It's not sexy. It takes it's a long time. <laughs> so the more that you can kind of just be in a good position of psychologically, but not let yourself get too blow, blowing out and stuff like that, the more comfortable you'll probably feel in the build where you go, you know what, I'm on more calories. I'm not hungry, which is nice. I'm using these calories to cross my sessions. I'm feeling more pumped. I'm feeling more full. Yeah, I might not be as lean, but I, I'm noticing all the, the the really positive attributes of of a build. You know, I'm performing better. Mm. Yeah, I might not be as lean, but I'm, I'm I'm really noticing it. But when you go, all right, cool, I'm in a build. I'm just going to eat absolutely terrible and as many calories as possible and do all that stuff. You rapidly put on body fat and then you feel terrible. So you're not really going, oh, cool, I'm getting the benefits of the build because often you're eating food that's making you feel pretty sick. Yeah. You feel sluggish. You just feel high body fat. You don't feel all that great. And then you're like, oh man, a build sucks. You know, I want to get out of this. I want to go back to a deficit. And then you go back to eating quality foods, tracking and all that stuff. So I think 
you know, to do builds really successfully for a lot of people, number one, it's just getting used to doing it. So like that, the first one is often like, oh my God, it's so scary, you know, but once you, sorry, my alarm, once you realize that it's, you know, it's not the end of the world spending 12 weeks up with calorie, calories, but you also get the benefits. I think once you actually, for the first time, get the validation of why you did a build and you go, oh, I got stronger. I added muscle. Then the next time you go, oh, cool. Now I know why I'm doing a build. I get it, you know? So it's a big part of it's just actually giving yourself the time to get the validation from your hard work and giving enough time to not be super uncomfortable or at least if you're uncomfortable, spend the time up to reap the rewards. But often I think people do a build for five, six weeks. They eat terribly. They feel bloated. They put fat on quickly. It's not long enough to add muscle mass and they just feel crap and then they run back to a deficit. And so that you kind of repeat that cycle. So I think what Jack's done really well, you know, from working with me long-term is, yeah, it's devoted time, serious time to getting out of a calorie deficit. When we've done a cut, it's kind of been short and sweet. Let's just go straight to a cut. Let's get it done. And then as soon as we got the result, cool. We, we lost the desired amount of kilograms or whatever. Let's get calories back up and move out of it. So for you, like, I know you kind of spoke a little bit about, you know, in the past, I guess, having a bit of like, uh, I, I don't like the term, you know, but eating disorder and stuff like that, or you struggled, you know, I've heard, heard you speak previously about your struggles with wanting to be super, super lean. And obviously mm. a lot of people I'm sure could relate to that, you know, like it's the thought of adding, putting on weight is terrifying and stuff like that. I guess, you know, obviously everyone's different, the psychological aspects of it, but for you, what was probably the key key attribute that allowed you to go, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go the exact opposite end of what my brain's telling me to stay as small as possible, but yeah. Hey, now I'm going to have a coach put me in a, in a surplus for next nine months. Like how, how did you combat that? Um, firstly, a lot of therapy, <laughs> but like on top of that, I think the biggest thing was realizing that what I wanted and what I was doing weren't lining up at all. Cause if I showed you all the photos of the guys that I was hoping to look like, like all these guys had a lot of muscle and stuff, but all I could see was the abs. Like that was, I couldn't get past the abs. And that came from like a lot of stuff when I was in uni, like I was one of the only people who had abs. I was one of the only people who like exercise and trained and stuff at the time. So people would call me six pack Jack. And then I got attached to the, like the name a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, well that's my personality now or whatever. Um, So like, I couldn't see past that, but then I started realizing, I was like, oh, like if I actually want to look my best and like build a really good physique. I've actually got to do that. I've actually got to build a physique. Cause like I was just getting smaller and smaller, man. Like I was wearing like size small shirts and all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden I was getting into like extra small shirts and stuff. And I was like, now you're back up to small. And now I'm back up to small. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's four, four years still on. a bit loose. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was like, it was focusing on the fact that I needed to actually build my physique that realistically, like my body shape, wasn't changing the way I wanted it to. And that was down to the fact that I was just eating away at all my muscle mass. And I, I started to realize like, oh, actually the thing that makes me look like this is having delts, is having a back, is having muscle on my legs, is having a like good set of glutes, et cetera. Like it's actually having the ability to put muscle on an area because I think the thing that people don't realize is like they come into coaching and I get this all the time with new clients and they're like, okay, I want to diet and I want to look incredible like this person. And I'm like, okay, well, do you have the muscle mass of this person? Because especially glutes this is the one that gets me all the time with female clients. They're like, oh, my glutes still look like that. And I'm like, okay, well, have you built the muscle there? Because if we diet for the next 16 weeks 
you're going to lose all the fat off your glutes and they're going to shrink. And if you haven't got any muscle underneath it to show off, then you're not going to have anything there and it's not going to look like that. Um, yeah. So I think that was the big thing is kind of realizing that if you actually want to transform your physique and you want to get a really good result out of what you're doing, you do need to actually spend time building it rather than trying to tear it down all the time. Yeah. It's a, that constant thing where people will go, Hey, I want to be lean and look like this person, but then they don't realize that person has all that shape when they're super lean, that that's sh- yeah. what gives you that shape is actually muscle mass. If you're it's lean actually having muscles yeah. and you have curves, that curves is from the muscle mass. So you actually need to build it. So that's why people don't realize is the people who actually have a lot of shape to their physique when they're really, really lean comes from actual muscle mass. So I think often yeah. people go, I'm going to get really lean and then go, Oh my God, I don't look like that person. Why do I not look like that person? Because you didn't actually build that muscle first. And so that's why again, when we say we want weight loss, really we want fat loss. We want we want to lose body fat, but we want to maintain our muscle and obviously have muscle in the first place to look your put um, I guess your best. So with that, Jack, obviously I think it's been actually a good episode and pretty impressive us. We covered a lot of things, you know, obviously look at us go. <laughs> obviously, I think my key takeaways for everyone listening is, you know, the power of having a coach, you know, whether you're a brand new to the gym, if you're brand new to the gym. If you hire a coach or follow a great training program, Coach Mark Carroll, um, obviously you can save years and years and years of wasted efforts, you know, and or, you know, for myself, for Jack, we both invested into personal trainers as personal trainers and it allowed us to get better in our own ways, in our own personal physiques and also obviously education-wise, business-wise and has a big carryover. And I think, you know, for me, it's, if there's one thing I want everyone to take home from this is the power of kind of, truly long-term build. I talk about it all the time, but you know, Jack mm-hmm. is, you know, he's a, a true representation of, I guess, the coach Mark Carroll method, someone who's, you know, worked with me for three and a half years. You know, I always say work with me long-term and spend time, majority of that time with calories up building, not just, all right, cool. It's just staying lean year round, but now Jack's bigger, leaner, you know, 10, 12 kilos more muscle. And, you know, that's the power of kind of thinking long-term, which I think people need to work on a bit more. So Jack, thank you for coming on where can i guess everyone find you like what are you working on and yeah yeah thanks for having me man um if you guys want to find me you can find me at jack hallows fitness on instagram i've got a link in my bio which covers everything my link tree i've got a podcast myself me and mark did an episode about six months ago you can go listen to that one if you haven't heard it it's just called the jack hallows podcast um and then links as well for coaching um at the moment i do still have online coaching spots open for one-to-one coaching so if you'd like to come and work with me start a long-term build um come in and do a diet phase whatever you'd like to do if you want to transform your physique at the end of this year please come and hit me up shoot me a dm if you'd like or just go straight to the link in bio and click the calendar link book in a call with me um yeah and everything else is on the links like all my other stuff i've got emails that i send out blogs all that sort of stuff um yeah and i make some some videos that i find interesting and amusing on my instagram but the algorithm doesn't seem to think so these days so we'll see how that goes the algorithm (laughs) hates us or anybody (laughs) pretty much us but awesome guys so Make sure you go check out Jack and he's on TikTok as well, Instagram, TikTok. And as I said, he's, he mentioned his good podcast he has as well. So Jack, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you like, share, et cetera. Um, and yeah, leave a five-star review if you can. Thanks guys. Thank you. <laughs>